You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, this is some of my best friends or Kabbalists. I'm here with Rav Nossam, not the Gleek from Ashkelon, Eretz Yisrael. Rav Nossam, um, every single day in Kriyashma, we say, So, we know that this program about Kabbalah is based on achieving the Madrig of Kedusha. At least the, the struggle to get there, to realize Trying. what Kedusha means, right? And we know that it's prefaced by Shmirat Einayim. So, that is uh, heresy, uh, conceptions about God that are false, about, right? Right? Or there might be other right. versions of that Chazal. Whatever it is, we know what it's talking about. It's talking about. Um, checking out, fantasizing, thinking about sexual relations, sexual activity with people, or even when you shouldn't be thinking about sexual activity. That is, in a way, a preface to the proper performance of the mitzvot, vasitem is called mitzvot dai, and then leading to kedusha. But if somebody... It doesn't have that Shemir Zainayim. It would imply that you're not going to get to the level of Kedusha. Now, before we, you know what we're going to talk about, but just to set the table. Um, we live, of course, in a world, and maybe it started with the, um, with the emancipation of Jews throughout Europe, what is called the Enlightenment. Maybe it's even earlier than that when the, <laughs> the women that you saw in the street weren't just women that were, you know, bent down and in a kitchen somewhere. But as women became more prominent as industry and uh, invention pushed women into the forefront of life, uh, where they weren't just sidled to the side, even though there was obviously a difference in class. But then we have, in the end of the 18th century, these women in their, you know, uh, that are striding around, like the Marie Antoinette uh, imagery. And this was mimicked by women in the salons. We know that in Germany, um, uh, Mendelssohn's uh, uh, daughter-in-law uh, ran a big salon. <clears throat> and of course, it, from the images and descriptions that we have there, we know that there was quite a ribald <laughs> type of situation. Uh, it's true, we have the chassidim who always were, were uh, insulating themselves and putting up mechitzos, but we know from that period on that the idea of women striding as equals in some way, and especially in terms of the the, the, the dress codes and the dress Mahanagos changed irreversibly to the point that today it's almost like it's uh, we know what's what, what's happening. Right? We don't. This is no news that even on and I'm not going to say in Eretz Yisrael because I don't know Eretz Yisrael as well. But even in a regular street, in a regular city, in a regular urban situation, you are going to uh, if you are part of the world. If you're not from a Chassidish enclave. 
you are going to be, if not bombarded, you are going to be, you are, there's going to be women that are going to come in front of your eyes, women that you're going to see, women that are going to pass, women that you're going to work with in business, and you're going to see posters, you're going to see things everywhere, to the point that it almost seems like, for many, a complete <laughs> is almost impossible. Now, before you comment on this, Nelson, um, okay. sort of was a person who, who strode from a different world, almost, right? Rabbi Yisrael he was almost like a, a, a different human being, almost, from a different era. But we know, of course, of the way he dressed. We know the, the cloak that he wore. But his grandson, Baba Lazar, as well, now, again, without getting into the scandals or the investigations about him, clearly his mode and what he was projecting was to live a life of Kedusha. You have to not, you have to close your blinders completely. Supposedly he had a tunnel from his home that uh, is to, true. to the yeshiva that he wouldn't have to at all go in the street and possibly uh, encounter a woman. Uh, and, and all of that cements the idea. Even his brother, Abdovid Chai, is of his own side, who's known as a tzaddik, and I, I went to get my brachas from him myself and would go to him all the time if I could. Also refuses to meet with women, refuses to have women in the room with him. And, and, and again, if, if on the chance that women do actually enter into their sphere, they do not make eye contact uh, a kihuza. But Nelson, Yes. Who can we can we follow the Abakatsairas? It doesn't seem possible. And yet we are uh, encouraged to live a life of Kedusha, to get involved in in our subject matter, which is Khokmasasod. Can we do it today, considering what we're what, what, what bombards us? Is it possible to really have a level of Shmira Sainayim that uh, we're not going to be affected by mm. images that are going to seep into our head no matter what? Well, it is it is very hard to remember. There's a you know Gemara in uh, in Maseches Bava Basra. I think it was somewhere somewhere in the Nuns about um, about a situation where a person has to cross a bridge next to where women do the laundry. Okay, and um, you know, looking at it from a historical point of view, by the way, it's you know it's not it's not a bunch of ladies you know sitting around. Uh, with a bunch of washing machines, you know, these are, these women, they're, you know, submerged in the river, they're banging the, you know, they're banging the clothes out on rocks. Okay, so it's, it's a state of, of, you know, being highly, almost undressed. Okay, in those, in those conditions. And with, you know, so the Gemara says, look, you know, if you, um, uh, if you, if there are two bridges in town, and you're choosing to go to that one, Okay, so so you're Russia, and and if there's only one bridge in town, and that's the bridge that you have to use, so then you're an anus. So, but nevertheless, the Gemara, the maskon of the Gemara is that you have to do your best not to look. Okay, so for, one of the things that you get out of this sugi is that there is a difference between just like a a random kind of scene that kind of hits you you know because you're because because you're there and you don't have you don't really have any choice to be uh you know to not be there you know you have to live and then incidentally the idea that you can be an anus because because um 
because there's only one bridge and it goes past, you know, it goes, it goes past the river where the women wash clothes. Uh, that also gives you a kind of a fairly liberal definition of, of anus. I mean, anus, you know, like, you're not going to starve. If I don't cross, if I don't go to the other side of the river, okay, I'm, I'm going to starve. I'm going to do, I'm, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to get, there's going to be a sakonis aver. There's going to, there's going to be a sakonis nefashis. I mean, you know, what, what, what kind of, oin, what kind of oinus is there that requires me to, you know, to cross the river. But, but the point is, is that says, you know, it's the oinus of life. Okay, you know, there's things that you have to do. There's, there's a river, there's a bridge. You have to, you know, you have to cross either for business or for or to or or to get something done. So the fact that you have to cross the bridge, you know, the fact that there's the possibility of having a, a some kind of a, a riya sura is not a reason not to live. Okay, so that would be the, the you know the fundamental. And that being said, okay, bishas ma'isa when you're crossing the bridge, you know, look away. Do your do your best to look away. And if something happens. If you see something accidentally or, or or whatever, okay, you're not responsible for that because you you know you're 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 doing the best that you can, okay. And once again, you know the chiluk here is between a a something that you see because you just happen to see it, and then there's something that you're actually going out of your way to look at. And the and the it's a difference between riya and histaklus. You know, riya you just happen to see it. Histaklus is where you're making a point of of looking at it. So. You know, somebody like somebody like Babel Lazar, um, you know, he could be Nizhar from everything, obviously, but he had a he had a very you know unique situation. Again, like you know, he had a, he had a tunnel on between his between his shul and his and his and his house. Okay, yeah, and he had handlers that could that could uh, you know lead him with his jabia down, you know, with the hood of his uh, of his cape down over his over his face. So he had handlers that could that could lead him out of his house into his car and drive him where you know drive him where he needed to go. Ordinary people do not have the luxury. You know, you have to go to the makolat, you have to go, you have to go to the drugstore, you have to go to the merpa, you have to you know you have to go to the the clinic, you have to take you know you have to get your kids out of out of out of gun, you have to take your kids to the school. Right. So the best, you know, the best that you can hope for is that is that you'll have siyata dishmaya that you don't have any reis if you can help it, you know, and and uh, and where your freedom to choose comes in here is is in is in, you know, struggling not to not to do the histakluyos, okay, and and you know the difference between no and histaklus is 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 pretty straightforward, and I think you know we all we all know what that is. The the challenge though is is in is in having the you know making the right choice you know and that's where that's where things can uh, that's where things can become problematic. I, I think I'm just going to say what I think you're implying, which is that the whole world is now that bridge. You know, is that gesher, and there's going to be women standing there you know with their bloomers you know raised up washing their clothes everywhere so what was in the time of Chazal, uh, a specific instance that needed you and you're right a, a liberal attitude it wasn't monroe and it wasn't new square you see that we we didn't go out of our way to build two separate bridges or or say that the women have to do oh, it yeah, you didn't even make a mechitza to protect the women from what you know in the, in the river from being seen by the people That's on the right. bridge. We, right, know? we didn't build a, a covered uh, covered thing that the women would do their washes there. We it wasn't as as as. However, it was still something that was not constant and wasn't like the the the, the standard 
default mode, which is what it is today in many cities. Unless you're living in these type of hamlets and places like New Square, uh, Monroe, yeah. or many parts of Muncie, the, the standard default, even in Marine Park and Brooklyn and Midwood, is you're going to be going on Avenue J, and there's going to be men and women getting off the bus. There's going to be uh, girls, boys of all different <laughs> sorts of styles. You're going to be getting off the subway. This is something, this is now the default mode. And the question is, um, uh, you're right. Well, let's try not to look. Well, it's one thing. The Gemara Kedushin talks about Rav Amram uh, Hasida, And he was on the highest level of, of Shmira from Machshavas Rose. That's why he was called Hasida. And that's the reason why they parceled away those young girl captives that the, they had been that they had redeemed. Right, rescued captives. And they figured he's up in his second story attic. That's right. He's the safest person with them. And yet like when a twenty ton ladder. <laughs> right. And when he got the when he got the glimpse of them getting ready, you know, for their uh for for their nighttime toilet. Uh, Rav Amram Hasida with the strength of twenty men lifted that ladder and was on his way up there um, in order to, to have his way with them, to force himself upon them. Um, now, we know that he screams out, right? Nura Bayamram, Nura Bayamram. We know that he screams out that there's a fire and everybody comes and they find him like halfway up the ladder, like struggling, uh, admitting that he is, is, is overwhelmed by this fire of desire. Now, we know that if you take a stri- if you take a spring uh, of a uh, of a wire, springed wire, and you coil it, and you tighten it, and you make sure that it it's keeping uh, the the door or whatever it is in place. That there's the tension that gives it that strength, and it's worked on and it's worked on. But then when you release that, what happens is is that it's released with all the energies that you put into it so the same way you were fighting 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 to withstand the allure once that spoke that coil was unsprung then that the person is actually engulfed by all those desires that they've pushed off on the side and that's not a cabalistic perspective of how to deal with ra and how to deal with but assuming that's the way Rav Amram was, it's not surprising that, that he had been pushing this away. Whereas, and here's where I want you to, to if you can follow this with me or not, I maybe you disagree, we might be living in a, in, in, a, in a world since, that's why I gave that little introduction about how long we've been in that world. We've almost become, we almost have almost herd immunity. You know, you have Rav Amram and, and other great men of their time uh, where the separation, is such, the separate default mode was separation, and therefore, as much as you know, seeing the you know the, the strides of a of a comely lass was oh no, I'm getting I'm I'm feeling erotically moved. We are in a way bombarded by these images at such a young age that it's possible that we're not aroused as as they were, and it's possible that. That we've that we have become, you know, in a way, yeah, it doesn't necessarily hit those brain centers in the same way, the same way it hit them. So, yeah. even in time of Chazal, if you know a crone, a hag, 
uh, with with a woman, but a crone and a mm-hmm. hag with warts and hair growing out of those warts. <clears throat> I do not believe like, a woman hundred percent an Isha Gamura. I don't know if there'd be an Isra Histakos on her, right? Again, okay. here. Uh, it's but why would to... I insult? Why would why would I be, why would I insult her by by you know by saying oh you know there's no Isra Histakos for you you know you're over the you're over the hill you're not... <laughs> by the way there, there, I think there is a, there is a sugya that seems to hint to something a chilik of that kind in in uh, in in uh, Zara about. Uh, and you know, an an isha chashuva bein hanoshim v'loy bein hanoshim, or something, you know, would would be would be a a woman who um, is is um, politically connected. So she's an important woman on the on the one hand, but then on the other hand, she's ugly because that's so that's why other women don't think that she's in any way important. And maybe you don't have so much of an Easter Yichud issue between her and a non-Jewish guy for, for that particular female, you know. Um, but I'm uh, look, the Easter not, Yichud, not making any quotes look, over look, here. Look, the Easter, the, yeah. I think the Easter Yichud was instituted as a Takana and therefore Goizrin, and therefore it actually works with sort of like a stilted, rigid rules that yeah. don't allow for any exceptions. But the but the 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 Azhara of Lisasuru, the Azhara of, of, of not being the stockil, I think really depends on okay. you. And that mm-hmm. is something that if that if you the other factor here, which uh, was emphasized. Um, in the New York Times, I think about uh, 25 or 30 years ago, there was an article written in the in, in, in a section of the magazine called The Ethicist. And I think the author was a Jewish fellow at that time. He would take ethical questions. There was a chesidish or yeshivish or real estate uh, a person who had closed the deal in a very effective manner with uh, a, a woman client. And um, he refused to shake hands with her when she came in. He explained that he's an Orthodox Jew, and um, and and that's something that he you know he appreciates it, but that's something he doesn't do. And the ethicist there, I think somebody Cohen, um, responded how 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 ugly that was, and how against uh, civility that was, and that there was a question of maybe. Uh, shafting him on the on his uh, commission because of the way he had the, the inhuman way he was treating someone by not by refusing to shake hands um, and uh, I remember reading this and saying how that, that as we enter into the world as, as again not like again the Amish of course have done their own things we have a especially in New York um, in the New York area, there is a level of culturization that the yeshiva community has done, which sociologists in the future are going to find uh, outstanding. Retention of, of, of so much of their value, but involvement totally and completely with the secular world. And that, yeah. Rav Nelson demands, as you can see, eye contact explanations at least of why you're not holding hands and why you're not uh, shaking hands we again it, it, people who are in yeshiva's base sale and you that's one thing 
but a, a person who is trying to be a good balabas, who goes out to work, works for a company that isn't necessarily a, a frum company where the men and the women sit in separate areas, but a company where he wears his yarmulke proudly, he goes out to a minion somewhere down the block uh, at uh, 1.30 when they have the minyanim and comes back as involved with, with women who are his bosses, he is, he is expected to make eye contact when he has uh, a meeting with them. He's expected to be able to, to explain things to them. They're going to come to him or he's going to come to them to explain why he needs, a, why he needs an increase mm-hmm. in his budget. And if he's going to be looking down or looking away or looking on the side, he's going to lose his job and he's, go- and he's going to be giving religious people this name that they are, that they are, that they don't accredit, they don't uh, sanction and and validate people's humanity. Yeah, well, I've been with enough. Get a woman in the face because you have to have a conversation with her. Okay, is once again in the gather of riya and and not histaklos. Okay, the histaklos tends to move in other in other directions. Okay, um, so even though so- you are looking at her face and you are reading her. Her, 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 her facial tics and movements because you need to have the conversation and you need to see if yeah. she's agreeing or nodding and if she's squinting or smiling because that's part of the interaction of the communication. But since you're doing it, you're saying, Nelson, for the sake of your job, for the sake of treating her like a, a, a proper human being, it's not like I'm staring at you from the people and checking you out. I think that's what you're saying. That's a ma- and there's a, there's a massive difference, by the way. Also, and I'll tell you something else. There was I there was a, a Makubal in in uh, also, well also Moroccan. Um, there was the Makubal in okay, but he was like the exact opposite of of uh, of Rabbi Eleazar Abu Khatsira. You know, he saw everybody and he saw anybody, and and um, he was. You know, he would have a, he would have his hilula for his you know for the tzaddikim and his family, and uh, you know people came up to him both male both male and female, and they you know they looked him straight in the eye and he looked at them and and uh, you know it was very it was very warm and and you know compassionate looking old old fellow and um, you know he didn't have he didn't have any problems. He didn't have any problems with that, you know. Of course, the women were showed up showed up a little bit more tzanua than perhaps they might be on a on an ordinary you know uh, ordinary evening, okay. But um, you know, he so he had no difficulty dealing with dealing with women in a compassionate and and, and human uh, way, uh, which kind of like brings me to I think a point which really really needs to be made, and so forgive if I be- begin to pontificate. I will try to I will try to keep that uh, within reasonable proportions. Okay. The one thing that I I learned from from therapy, and which is this has uh, served me very very well, is that as men, you know, part of our programming is to look at women as sexual objects. You know, that's something that's something that we're kind of you know kind of hardwired to do. And the best way of not to do that is to remember a few simple things. Okay, first of all, this person is a human being. She's a human being just like you. As a matter of fact, you think about it, she could be my daughter. She could be my sister. 
she's somebody's mother in all likelihood. Okay, so so when you you know when you re- remember that you're dealing with a person, you're not dealing with a thing, you're not dealing with an object. So a lot of the you know a lot of the um, lustful gazing and staring and histaklus and all that whole thing, for me anyway, it just falls away. You know, and this is this is something that was really a game changer for me in terms of my, you know, in terms of my own development towards towards a greater level of kedusha, which I certainly, whether I'm there yet, I don't know, but you know, I certainly have more kedusha than I than I did in the past. Okay, so I'm getting somewhere, and so this has this has a lot to do with it. You know, this is this is a person that you're looking at. You know, she's not a piece of meat, chas v'shalom. She's not a you know she's not a sexual object. She doesn't exist. In order to please you, or to entice you, or 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 any of that other stuff that you that you might be thinking, or that I might be thinking, okay. And when you realize that, you know, so much of the problematic nature of 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 histaklus falls away. You don't even have, you know, what desire is there for histaklus when you when you know that? And it kind of reminds me of a pasuk in Eo, Eev, um, you know, bris karati leenai ma esboinen al besula. You know, which when 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 you think about it, he, you know, he could have said bris karati. Like, you know, I made a covenant with my eyes um, that I will not look at a woman or something like that. But he, that's not what he says. Is ma es al You know, why would I be looking at a? Why would I be looking at a basula? Why would I be looking at a woman who isn't interested in me? You know, who isn't interested in me having her look at her like that? Why would I do that to another person? You know, so this, the the real the real key to getting a grip on on this on on uh, negative tivas and stuff and negative ideations is to remember the humanity of the person that you're that you're dealing with. You know, another thing which which also the feeling that she's doing this for me, she's doing this to entice me, she's broadcasting herself to me. She's you know okay, and that's why I feel like I'm you know like I have some have some rights over here in in terms of the way that I look at her. Okay. And you know what? It's absolutely not true. She, I have nothing to do with this. She's not doing it for me. You know, and you know, you know why women do that? You know why women dress that way? Well, first of all, it's because in some magazine somewhere they manipulated her into thinking that that's beautiful. And all women want to be beautiful, right? So she's, so she's under this misguided notion that this is, this is what beauty means. And I want to be beautiful, so I got to do this. Okay? Um, another thing is, is that women are really in competition with each other. You know, so you like you, you know you go to a wedding and you see all the all the women really dressed uh, dressed to the nines. What are they 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 doing it for the guys in the black cats and the and the, and the coats with the pot bellies that are jumping around? Really seriously, they're doing it for each other because you know women have a, women have a have a dominance hierarchy too, just like men. So for so for men, dominance hierarchy is money, or or uh, or muscles, or 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 how many mesechtas you re- remember by. All. By heart or whatever, whatever the dominance hierarchy is determined by. Women dominance hierarchy is determined by 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 clothing and by looking good and by stylishness and 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 by being being beautiful. So this has nothing. It has it doesn't even have anything to do with me. You know, she's not she's not inviting anything. She doesn't care about. She doesn't care that I exist, and she wouldn't be. And she's not. I think in many ways the Haredi world has it all wrong. Because even though they're they're insisting on sneers and they're insisting that women be covered and they're insisting that women never appear in public and that and that they never appear in in uh, in uh, magazines or that you know that you shouldn't see chasvushalom of an isha, okay, but in a way they're perpetuating the the essence of the problem. The essence of the problem is that 
men think that women are sexual objects and, and, you know, and doing all this Tsnia stuff to them, make, you know, forcing them to, to delete themselves from, from, uh, from the visual field just reinforces the idea that they're sexual objects. Listen, really stop it. They're human beings. They're people just like you and just like me, you know, and they deserve respect for being as, as human beings, you know, and I think having that attitude is, is worth much more than, than trying to purify the public, uh, you know, the public visual sphere from, um, um, from the feminine form. Okay. So that's in the, uh, the understanding of the Eben Ezra on the, on the Avera of Losachmod. He deals with this question, well, how is it possible to command as one of the Aseris Adibras or any mitzvah that you shall not <coughs> desire something? I mean, is that something that you expect everyone to have control over? You don't want them to act upon it, but how can it be they shouldn't desire it? So Eben Ezra says that a person needs to, if it's uh, whatever it is that he, that rises within him, uh, a, a jealous streak, a desire to to have and to uh, and to uh, grab that thing and to own it. He should imagine that he is a farm boy who is working in the field and is, is, has that's his life as an apprentice, <laughs> as an apprentice wheat gatherer or something. And he is this fellow that's working and working, and a carriage rides by that. Is contains within that carriage the most beautiful princess who is on her way. So the the farm boy will wipe his brow and see the girl through the window, but he'll never really believe that she can be his. The difference between them is so immense. How could he ever even enter into the palace or be part of her circle where he is? He says, we have to look at all other people's monies and things don't belong to us in the same way. The fact that some shot of a thought goes into our head and dances around there, we immediately would crush it because of its impossibility of being acted upon. So that is the way we need to look at whenever anything is uh, that we in some way feel that rising desire. That's what's demanded from us with Losachmod. And this Eben Ezra, in, in a sense, can be sort of you're you're sort yeah. of updating it in terms of come on, this this is not she's not this is not going this is not that she's she's not offering herself to you. There's not going to be some sort of uh, Hollywood affair that's going to occur here. What's happening here is a business interchange. She's coming to you know you're coming to the store to buy a bag of potato chips, or you're coming in there to discuss the the reports from last week's profits. This is, and the fact that she looks good is because she's out there as a businesswoman. And as you say, this is what this is what moves. It's not because she knows that you're there. And this is just a ridiculous fantasy and it makes no sense. And therefore your realistic understanding of the situation, you okay. still, when you go home, can still have this ridiculous, ridiculous fantasy that you could play around with in your brain, which could, as you, which, which, which you can now do whatever you want with it even though there's no way that you would ever act upon it. So it's not znus that's going to happen, but you still carry within your brain 
the idea of that mm. woman. So even though you don't ever believe you're going to act upon so it. I would, I would have to counter and say that, that if you really understood that you're dealing with another person, then the image doesn't start. Why would, why would I, you know, why would I imprint myself with an erotic image of a woman who, who is not an erotic object? She's a person. Why would I, why would I do that? I mean, and, and, by, you know, and if, if, if that's not enough to make it work, think to yourself, this could be your daughter. It's, she's somebody's daughter. She's somebody's mother. She's somebody's wife. Problems that we have as from Yidden in terms of dealing with sexuality and all this stuff is that we tend to view the evil of it in terms of the despicableness of lust. Okay, like, like we have a thing that we're supposed to be noble people, that we're supposed to be close to Hashem. And if we're close to Hashem, then we're not supposed to be, uh, you know, we're not supposed to be lustful and contemptible lowlifes. Okay, we're, we're not supposed to be Bali Taiva, we're supposed to be, you know, Bali Taira, or, or however you want to, you know, however you want to deal with the dichotomy. And I think that what often gets missed, and this is coming to the fore a lot, is that when you make, when you, when you view the problem as a problem of Taiva specifically, you end up missing the whole Bain Adam Lachavei element over here. And you're making, you know, you're making the ikir into the tuffle and the tuffle into the ikir because really the 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 bein adam the bein adam aspect here is far more is 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 far more meaningful than the bein adam lamokim thing. Bein adam lamokim, I mean, so I so I have taivas. I mean, I you know, I got to eat, you know. I mean, I I got lots of taivas. Okay, the 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 evils that the twistedness of 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 this is is because there is an element of taking a human being and making them into a thing in your mind and that's where you know that's where that's where the the pachisus comes that comes from that's where the you know that's where the evil lies so to speak okay and this this kind of thing comes out you know when you have um i don't know don't want to don't want to mention his name again because his name has been mentioned so many times i you know never 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 heard of the guy until 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 the latest scandal but you know you figure somebody who's capable of taking advantage of women of men of children you know and those who defended him okay were saying something along the lines of okay so he has taivas well we all have taivas but talking lushan hara is probably worse now i would you know i could i could buy in for that if you're talking about a baltaiva you know baltaiva okay listen we all have our failings we all have our problems okay doesn't give you the reason doesn't doesn't mean that you should talk lush and horror about me i i'm quite you know i i understand that but this is not about taiva it's about using people it's about using people and it's about destroying people and the more you think about the taiva angle of, of it the more forgiving you are of the real evils and the real wickedness and the real perversion of the whole situation the situation is not a situation of oh Nebuch, he has taivas he's a bad jew he's not close to Kaddish Baruch because he's wicked disgusting bahamistic taivas it's not the taivas that's the problem it's the murder it's the rape it's the it's the destruction of another human being 
which, which by the way, you know, to, I mean, to stare at a woman a little bit and objectify her, mostly it's a problem, you know, with me within my own head. And it's a very bad influence on me. But there are situations in which a woman is vulnerable to you. Let's say, let's say if you're, if you have some sort of control over her or sort of, um, uh, you know, maybe you, maybe you're a rov or maybe you're machaif or maybe you're a counselor or something, you know, and this, and this woman has a vulnerability to you. And then when you start to look at her in the wrong way, you are massively, massively messing with her mind. And if you allow yourself to do that, then you're obviously opening the doors to even worse forms of abuse. And it's because you don't recognize the humanity of the person who is in front of you. And that is, and that's a tremendous kind of way. To give people hope <laughs> that they can still walk that path of Kedusha and get there. Uh, they don't have to throw the towel in. Um, and they can have hasadas oh. and and, and dveikus, even though the 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 assemb- the accumulated images of what they have been exposed to is you know ten times the level of what has been uh, our, our grandfathers and great grandfathers oh. from today. And oh. I think that's that, I, I think that's that's the important. Thing I completely I agree. Yeah. All right, we shall. Yeah, well, that was the. I guess that was. You got a brand new Ole Hadash, and I was basically going to ask permission to see if I'm, you know, if I can start learning Zohar because I was really very interested in that. And um, and he said, "Sure, go right ahead." And he, you know, was very, you know, very supportive and very positive about it. And then I said, "You know, but I'm not worthy." I mean, ani ani lo you know. And he said, "No, the, nobody learns Kabbalah because they're raui." Okay, people learn Kabbalah because they have to, because if they don't, they can't survive as you know, as a, as a yid. They can't survive as an Eved Hashem. So first you learn it, and then it makes you, then it makes you Raui. Okay, well, uh, and that's one from from the, from the mouth of, of of a very big so uh, Adam well, Gado. Let, kind of let me also mention another great tzaddik who was born in Eretz Yisrael, Racham Strickler Rebbe, who's now in in Borough Park, uh, as uh, who I came to him. Um, asking if I should um, take a, a one of the questions I had was to, should I take a job in a school where there would be uh, it would be a co-ed school and at that time I was only teaching uh, you know in, in a situation where I did, I did I did give some women's classes but they were in a very you know, formalized setting and here I'd be going into a school where it would be boys and girls um, uh, and should I perhaps consider not taking that job because of the fact that I'd be teaching young girls? And he dismissed it right away. You know, he didn't consider it, even though I was mm-hmm. at that point totally involved in a coil. And I, of course, I had to leave for Parnosa reasons, but he didn't think that. That you should go into a place where you're going to have to, you know, uh, you know, talk to teenage girls and 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 give class to them. He had no problem with that whatsoever. And uh, and and I, with it, with his bracha, you know, I proceeded, and I never really, and I, and I believe that bracha, that sense that that here was a, a tzaddik who was, you know, understanding that, uh, you know, halavai. People like the the Gitayum that we've been talking about, the the real McCoys, as we would say, uh, that message could get filtered down, and we wouldn't have this sort of panicked reaction and condemnation uh, that 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 occurs. And I think that would be, uh, you know, a breath of not only fresh air but common sense, and also hope that we could achieve that 
at that level at the end. Well, that's about it, my friends, for today. We'll check you again. We'll catch you again, hopefully soon. Take care. Be well. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.